How's it going, Suncast listeners? My name is Reagan Harrell, and welcome to another episode. Awesome, awesome, awesome episode. This is the first episode where I have the Suncast podcast moving in the direction exactly how I want it. We have not one, not two, but three amazing interviews, starting with DJ Dopkins from Weber International University, Jose Gonzalez of Ave Maria, and we wrap up with Brian Fuentes of Southeastern University. No stats, no recap. No preview. We're just talking about three awesome schools, three amazing athletes, a golfer and two baseball players. We're going to get into it. But first, this episode is brought to you by El Baron. El Baron is the best Brazilian food you can get in South Central Florida, baby. It's right there by Weber International University. All the Weber students, go try it out. If you go to Warner, Southeastern, it's worth the drive, trust me. But if you're from Kaiser, St. Thomas, USCB, a little bit further, when you get a chance to come to beautiful Babson Park, just come on and give it a try. My personal favorite, you get a protein chicken bowl, you get his famous rice, avocado, all the fixings in there, pico, obviously bacon-wrapped chicken. It's really good. You get the empanadas. Empanadas are fire, man. You got to try it. All right. Well, look, guys, not going to even going to bother wasting time telling y'all about what's going on. Y'all know what's going on, man. Y'all got everybody to look up the scores and stats. Let's we'll just talk about these interviews. All right, so we're going to start off with the golfer from Weber International University, DJ Dopkins. And go ahead and send it over right now. All right, we welcome on a very special guest and one of my best friends at Weber International University, golfer Darren Dopkins, DJ for short. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How you doing? Bro, I'm loving it, loving it, loving it. All right, so you got a qualifier tomorrow. I do, I do. All right, how you feeling? How you feeling? I feel confident. I mean, uh, first qualifier of the week, shot a, went out, shot 75, okay. went over through 17 holes. Got to 18 and doubled it, so I kind of shot myself in the foot there. And then I uh, went out and shot a three over next round. And tomorrow we tee off at 7.30 in the morning. So it's going to be bright and early. Got to get going, just get warmed up. But I feel pretty good. Back's yeah. feeling good. Hopefully the wind stays away because it's been windy every yeah. single day here. Nah, we're so high up. Yeah, facts. And I mean, there's yeah. no trees to block it, so we'll see tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, it's been hell at practice. Um, you know, we started spring ball, and it's just like every time I drop the ball to punt, I'm kind of like, oh, shit, got to adjust really fast. <laughs> And ball is coming off. So, DJ, you've been at Weber. You're a seasoned vet, to say the least, <laughs> in Babson Park. You're, just, you're in your fifth year at Weber. Um, can we just, just tell me and tell the audience just a little bit, what's the difference from freshman year, uh, your freshman year at Weber, versus here in your last semester at Weber? Yeah, of course. Um, like you said, I came here five years ago, graduated in 2017. Yeah, I scoot. Yeah, we you know we got we know we got the co the co-host Scooter. He's being very loud. He's about to kick him off the mic. Sorry, sorry about that. <laughs> nah, you're good. But uh, 2017 came into Weber. I got recruited to play football, and uh, so I played my first year of football at Weber, and it's nothing like it was now. We didn't have the field. We didn't have the turf field. We didn't have the facilities like the the new team has now, but. Then my sophomore year, kind of switched it up, blew my knee out a little bit, yeah. playing football in the um, fall camp. And I, I looked back, I was like, "What? there's no point playing anymore. I'm not going to go to the NFL. I, I don't, my dream isn't to go to the NFL, so why even risk getting hurt anymore? 
So switched it up to golf, and I've, I've haven't looked back since. It's probably been my best decision. I was actually talking to my parents the other day, and they said that that was the best decision I've ever made like, yeah. for them because they were worrying 24-7 if I was going to get hurt. Like When I came in, I was 100 and, I think I was 110 pounds playing college football. Jesus. And I'm going against linebackers that are 225-plus, and my parents are worrying about me every day at practice, so they were really relieved when I switched to golf. But it's yeah, been the best decision, contact. in my opinion, best decision ever that I've ever made in my life, and I'm so happy for it. But from freshman year to this year, Weber's changed so much. Just the facilities, the campus, the culture, everything about it. Freshman year to now, they have a whole new uh, cafeteria, a whole new union, uh, new field that you guys just got a couple years ago, new uniforms for all the teams, and it's just growing. It's crazy to see that in the five years that I can can tell you guys about because – I've actually experienced it. I've went through each and every year. It's changed so much, and it's just the beginning. And who knows, they might even expand uh, off campus and expand the school even more. Like they said, like I said, they're having a nursing program come in next year, mm-hmm. I believe. So the population there is going to yeah. go skyrocketing. Yeah, nursing is one of the biggest majors, college majors there is. I mean, I, 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 this is news to me. I don't even know. Yeah, um, we were getting that. So yeah, that'll obviously be screwed. You got to get off the mic, bro. You're breathing right into it. Holy, holy shit, bro. Ew, <laughs> <laughs> God, bro. We'll flee back. But no, um, I mean, it's great to hear just someone that's been at Weber so long talk about the pro- progression it's made, and that and I still got a couple years left. And I hope the younger listeners at Weber or uh, people coming in, they know just how much it can change and how much better it's gotten since just you've gotten here. And I think that's true for not only where, but there's a lot of teams in the Sun Conference who have started investing oh, sure, a lot yeah. more money in their athletics. And that is ultimately, I'm sure teams like Southeastern who have put in, or excuse me, universities like Southeastern who have put a lot of money in their athletics. Mm-hmm. They have benefited from it. Uh, yeah, look at all the championships they're winning across Absolutely. the board. I mean, them, Kaiser. Yeah. I actually went to Kaiser over winter break. My buddy Logan used to, he was the kicker for Kaiser, and now he's, the, uh, he's in the master's program over there. And he took me on a tour through their facilities for the golf team, and they have three trackmans. And trackmans are like 10K plus each. Wow. And the money that Kaiser and all these schools bring in is just phenomenal because they have, they have the best of the best. That's, that's them. They're always ranked. And if you look at any of the sports they're in, they're top 25 in most of them. Oh, yeah, consistently. I mean, golf, they're always number one. You look at football, they're in top 25. You look at lacrosse, you look at boys and girls lacrosse, basketball, they're always up there. So the facilities definitely have an impact on your players in recruiting when trying to bring new recruits in. But Weber's done an excellent job of expanding their facilities and their coaches and everything, their, their culture as a whole. Mm. They're bringing a lot more better athletes and better people in, and they're changing it right in front of our eyes. And it's just yeah. crazy to watch. Yeah, and, and going back to Weber and you at Weber, so it was your sophomore year when you started playing golf. Mm-hmm. Now, was golf a hobby of yours before, or was it something you just picked up? So I've been playing golf since I was around six years old. My dad 
and my all my uncles used to go on golf trips and I'd tag along and let me tee off in the fairway. So I, I've played most of my life. I played on the weekends and with my dad and stuff. I've learned a little bit. I've had a couple lessons, but I never really took it competitively. Never played in high school. Never played in like junior amateur tournaments, none of that. So going from college football to golf, it was, it was a big transition because yeah. I'm so used to a team sport. I've played football my whole life. That was my number one. Mm -hmm. And going from a team sport to an individual sport, it's still a team sport. Still need to rely on your teammates, but for the most part, it's individual. And you sit on the range and everyone's doing something different because they all have something wrong with them. They're trying to fix things, blah, blah, blah. So golf has, it's opened my eyes personally because I've learned a lot of lessons from just playing and learning and just experiencing golf as a whole and playing competitively it's it's a whole different level than just going out on the weekends with your friends and drinking beer and hitting a couple balls around yeah i i told uh i think i told noah a no. couple weeks ago i think i was there i know what you're about to say he was you like can't, you can't it, enjoy it i can't enjoy yeah. it when i go out there because i play competitively and when you put a club in my hand with you guys if we're drinking beer and hanging out on the weekend i'm full go i'm playing like it's the master so yeah. <laughs> I've tried to relax, but it's hard. I it mean, is. It's it's a very addicting sport. It's so addicting. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people uh, that agree. I mean, you look at baseball players. I'm sure it's hard for them to just go to a field someday and just start casually hitting a ball around. I mean, football exactly. players when there's one on ones, everybody's going just half speed and all those balls to the wall, getting it done. So obviously, you've been playing golf for for well over most of your life and Correct. now that your college career is you're in your swan song you're in your last the last hoorah bit. so what's next for you with golf so i definitely want to stay in the golf community and golf world uh, i'm getting my degree in business management or sports business management to be precise I'm waiting on Scooter to come out. Scoot is like on another <laughs> level right now. Like he is always so good. He's like a great podcasting dog. He's not really barking on, but he is like getting all up in the mic. He's yeah, chill, bro. He's so energetic. Yeah, right? I'm always gonna put him in the bedroom. Here, just just keep talking. Just keep talking. <laughs> so great. This is great podcast. <laughs> so um, what was I talking about? You were talking about. Uh, we were talking about like what what you're gonna do next. Yes, like, yes, golf. yes. So. I got my degree in sports business management and I've been looking at a couple courses to apply to when I get back home, but I'm, I'm going to try and go out for the minor league tour. It's, it's based back in Palm Beach where I'm from. Mm. So you just register, you got to qualify for these events and it's like the minor leagues of the PGA tour. I mean, a lot of people have started the Brooks Kepka has actually started on that minor Brooks. league tour. He started on minor league really? golf tour. Yep, the one I'm going into. And now look at him now, he's on the tour, he's won four majors, but hopefully he doesn't win the Masters. <laughs> I hope not. For for reasons we'll keep off this podcast, yes. but we are we're rooting for Tiger. Yep. We are rooting for Tiger. The boy <laughs> the boys back know why, but we're just we'll uh, we'll keep it at that. So I mean obviously there's a lot of people that you could model your golf game after Tiger mm -hmm. certainly one. Would you say Tiger's one of your role models or like who do you like look for? So, I mean, Tiger is the number one for anyone, I think. But if I had to pick someone other than Tiger, if Tiger wasn't who he is, 
I'd have to take uh, my favorite golfer, Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah. For sure. He is, um, I know a lot of people don't like him. Not, I'm not, I'm not a big, not I'm a big, you're not, the Brooks guy. I'm a big him and, him guy. and Brooks got into the argument, but yeah. I'm a big Bryson guy. I believe like there's different ways to attack golf. It's not just, there's not just one way. Mm. He, you look at him, he's got a degree and I believe it's astrophysicist or something. Oh. Like something crazy, like rocket science. And he's, he's taking that into his golf game and doing calculations and measuring so much about the course and about how he plays. And it's, it shows like it works. Like there's obviously different ways to play and Bryson's just changing the game of golf in front of us. And people, some people don't like it. I mean, people are, golf is a really traditional game. So not a lot of people like change and, the last person to make major change was Tiger. And I think Bryson could be that next person. He's put on so much weight. I've met him actually in 2016 at the Shriners Open in Las Vegas. Mm. I met him on the putting green before one of his rounds. And that was before he went into like a bulking stage. So I have a picture and he, he looks like he's in college. That's how skinny he is. And then you look at him now and he's just put so much muscle on he's hitting the ball 350 plus people wouldn't no i mean yeah it's insane how much power now look i don't like the guy a whole lot but yeah. it's more of a personality it, he's a hell of a golfer i mean he's probably better. I, mean, I don't think there's a I mean, who's a better driver than him on the tour long like distance wise i don't i don't think anyone yeah. i mean he hits the ball so far and it takes so many variables out of play like when you're playing golf and mm. that's what has come to these courses now they're getting longer they're getting t- uh tighter they're getting harder because of people that can drive the ball 300 plus yards and occasionally I can crank one 300 but I'm not consistently in the 300 so I'm playing golf is how it is how it's supposed to be played and other guys are playing 100 yards in front of me just making it 10 times easier but we'll see I mean Bryson's definitely my guy if I had to model my game after him I actually use his irons Oh, yeah. The one length irons. No one else on the tour uses them. So all the all his irons are one length. So are mine. I have the same exact clubs, and I just think it takes so many variables out of the game. The way he plays, and it's smart, and people don't like it. So yeah, yeah. So that we know your next step. You want to be there now. Some people like Bryson. They're gifted. Mm-hmm. He he has a mm-hmm. God given gift. Him yep. Tiger. So what what is your next step? Obviously, you have a gift too. I mean, you, you hit the ball a hell of a lot better than anybody I know. But mm-hmm. man, who the hell do I know? So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, you you you're a hell of a golfer. But what what is that next step in your training that you need to take that, to ne- be on that, that next, next step? Level? Is just focusing in and really drilling into practicing mm-hmm. and getting better. I mean, Palm Beach is kind of golf central. You can yep. kind of say there's a golf course around every street. But just going back home and hunkering down and just focusing on my goals and my dream. So I think if a little bit of recipe, so you sprinkle some skills on there, sprinkle some skills. practice, some talent, and I think it all fall together. I mean, see where it takes me. It's definitely gonna take me somewhere in the golf community. I don't know if I'll go pro or not, but I could get connections from different countries like I am right now on the golf team. I mean, I know a kid from China, a kid from Germany, a kid from, I mean, the whole golf team's from the whole world. 
So I have different connections. Golf, golf opens so many doors. Yeah, that's really interesting that you say that. I'm, uh, that leads me into this next question. So, where does golf like rank in America? Like, would you say golf is as big in the U.S. as it is in countries like in China or Germany? No, I. I mean, the countries outside of America. I mean, I think their number one is probably about soccer. Mm. But, like, you look at Japan. Japan. That all they produce is golfers. I mean, really. You look at all the other professional sports and how many Japanese professional athletes do you know? I mean, baseball has. I mean, baseball, yeah. Baseball, like occasionally, baseball. Yeah. occasionally, yeah. But I mean, golf is golf is huge around the world, and it's actually just gotten bigger over the past two years because of quarantine. Mm-hmm. It was the first sport you could go out and play after being hunkered down for the whole COVID situation. Courses opened up first, and everyone was like. I'm getting out of the house. I got to do something. My, they picked up golf, and now everyone loves golf. Matsuyama, he, is he, he's from Japan? Yep, yep, yep. He just won, he's a, a reigning Masters champion. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's going to be a that, – that, I'm right. sure that's just explode. He was the first Japanese man to ever win. Yeah, they, I mean, he wins that on – he wins that Masters tournament, and he's treated like a god over there. Just yeah. honored so highly over there because – Japan, I mean, the culture over there is just focused on success. Mm-hmm. And Hideki did it. I mean, he did it for his country. And hopefully he doesn't repeat this year. No, no we're going for Tiger. I don't <laughs> yeah. think there's never been a – nobody's ever repeated, I don't think. Tiger, Tiger repeated has. 20 years ago. That's right. Well, 2001, 2002. That's right. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, there's so many different connections in the world in the game of golf. You can go to different continents. There's so many courses and people to meet. Yeah, and the thing about golf, I mean, you can play. I mean, look at guys like Tiger and Phil who are going in there mm-hmm. what, 25, 30 years exactly. of playing professionally, exactly. and they're still at the top of their game. Now, exactly. Phil's a little bit older. He's getting he, – he, anytime Phil – I love when Phil goes to, like, the um, – the not the retired, but kind of like the older man. League, yeah. he just beats everybody yeah, by like goes, 10 He strokes. goes into the, into the, um, what's it called? I forget the, the name. PJ Champions League. Yeah. And he finally got to the age where he could go on and he just, he's just smoking <laughs> everybody. He just smokes everyone and then comes back down to the PGA. But yeah, I mean, you can play golf forever. I mean, yeah. You go out to any golf course and average age is probably over 60. Mm. I mean, so that was another reason why, why I chose to pick golf over football. Because my body just can't take it anymore. And playing a sport that I know that I'm not going to get that much injuries from, it was perfect. So let's get like kind of off sports. We'll start with Weber. I feel like we'll we'll kind of segue off. Just what do you have to say? Like what has Weber brought you? Like what's – if you could say thank you, Weber, for this, what what would you talk – what would you say Uh, thank you for, bro? Ooh, this is a tough question. If I had to say thank you to Weber, thank you for thank you for the people that you put in front of me and brought before me because without them I wouldn't be the person I am today. I mean, you, all my, all of our friends and all the teachers I've met, it's it's been a blessing these past five years and it's literally one month away from graduation and it feels like yesterday I walked in here, but I'm so thankful for the people. Dude, what's the feeling? I mean, what now that it's it's here? Like, <laughs> it's, like you're looking, you're looking, here, yeah. like you are looking the barrel of life right, 
right in the freaking eye. Yeah, I mean, I it's, mean, it's scary. I mean, yeah. we all have our plans, but don't get so stuck up on them because I'm sure everyone's plans change mm-hmm. like this. Like, I have my plans when I go back home, but whatever's presented in front of me, whatever door opens, that's what I'm going to go through. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm excited more than anything. I just can't wait to get out of college. It's been a long five years. Yeah. It really has. Being a, being a student athlete is so much different from just going to college. Oh, absolutely. I, mean, I, I know, like, other college um, – like, college – what am I trying to say? The college is probably outside the NAI. Yeah, I mean, they, they big universe like D1 universities like Florida State, those kids, yeah, they have jobs outside of school and stuff, but it's nothing like playing a sport and doing school. It's so hard. It's so time-consuming, and it really takes a toll on you, and it shows you who you really are. It really breaks you down, and yeah. you figure out who you really are through you find, out, you find out how tough you are when you, you're <laughs> oh, a student yeah. athlete, especially at NAIA oh, yeah. school where, you know, the resources certainly aren't what they are at a yeah. Division One or even a Division Two level school. I mean, you, you find out very quickly how how tough life can be. And I think it prepares – it's prepared me. I'm sure it's prepared you and everybody that's mm-hmm. listening that is a student athlete and has been a student athlete. I mean, it, it changes you. And, it really does, yeah. And some people don't make it. I mean, you know, you look at it. It makes or breaks you. Yeah, you yep. see it every day, especially with the bigger, bigger sports with football. I mean, there's guys that you thought were strong and tough, and next day their locker's cleaned out. I know, I know. And that's, that's the thing, like, how long we're going we're gonna to be gra- – well, I'm graduating soon. You're graduating, what, two years? Yeah, two more, yeah. So – I mean, life's here. It's just how you're gonna respond. I mean, I've, we've all had adversity through our past four years playing our sport here or, or at our schools, and life's gonna be the same way. It's just how you, you're gonna get hit, and you just gotta get back up and keep going. Yeah, that that. Life. It, I think student athletes are definitely the most prepared for life mm-hmm. because we're going through things that other people aren't. Yeah. And it's tough, and we're deal. battling through it. So, and a lot of times, student student athletes, you got to deal with coaches or teammates that you do not enjoy. Yep, at yep. all, and that's how it is in real life. You don't get to pick and choose who you're working for, or working with, and whatnot. And yep. I, that's something that's changed my perspective a lot on life with football. See, I think football is the greatest team sport in the world. Just how much you have to trust everybody around mm-hmm. you. And you may not like so-and-so here, but you know you have to work with them yep. or it's not going to yep. work. Yep, when it comes down to it, when your brothers are back against the wall, I mean, you got to fight for them. So you got to roll when it comes down to it. Yeah. So for younger student athletes listening, what advice do you have for them? Going, going into their – they're just now starting their college uh, student athlete journey. Um, I would say – just put your head down and grind and don't let anyone tell you that you're not good enough or you're not big enough you're not strong enough I mean just grind if you put your head down you really focus on what you want to do and how you're gonna do it nothing will stop you I mean I went from when I started playing golf I went from a I think it was a 23 handicap to now my present handicap is a two. So it's just because of work. It's just 
how much time are you willing to put in for yourself? Because at the end of the day, you always want to make yourself happy and you're the only person that can do it. And while you do it, I mean, might as well get better, right? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you know me, I'm always in the gym, I'm always at the golf course, I'm, I'm always doing something to better myself and my game mm. as a total, because I know in the long run it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay off. But that's, that's my advice. I mean, just keep your head down and keep grinding. It's going to be a struggle, like, playing in the NAI because I've done it and being at these schools that we're at. But if you, if you really want it, you can go get it. I mean, I feel like everyone says that, but it really is true. Oh, yeah. Shit, um, shit, you got any questions for me? Anything you want to get off your chest? Uh, what you got? See, I, know, see. I know you got a bone to pick with me. Come on. I do have a bone to pick, pick with you. What you got, bro? So, uh... Who's the better commentator? That's the real question. Between you and me? Yeah. Oh, shit. If we had to take um, a poll. Okay, I think if we took a poll right now. Okay, so for those who don't know, DJ has done commentating for Weber uh, longer than I have. He's done more sports. He does more you know, kind of like during the fall with like basketball, obviously football. I can't Volleyball, do that. Volleyball. Volleyball. Soccer. Uh, he does a lot more, but I mostly do baseball. I've done other sports, too. So, I You're feel like good at baseball. I wish I could see you at other sports and yeah, I, I know. I need to, I need to start branching out more. I really do. I think if you obviously, I think if you took it for baseball, I would win. But overall, I mean, I think you're probably the, right now. You're probably a better commentator just because you you have more experience. We, we'd have to take a poll. I'd have to see the results. I do. I, yeah. I know. Like the I baseball. Like, but t- the thing is, you pick baseball. Baseball up so fast. Like you could probably do that with any other sport. Exactly, yeah. And, I mean, and that's, that's how it is. Like, if I wanted to do baseball, I'd be like, yeah, I'd do baseball. But, like, mm-hmm. I know you do it and you love it. Well, so I did like, volleyball. I, I did volleyball. I thought I did that very pretty well. Volleyball is fun. Dude, volleyball is – it's, like, the complete opposite of baseball. You're like, you know, baseball, I get to, like, take a sip of water mm-hmm. in between. Mm-hmm. In between at bats, it's slow. But volleyball, yeah. bro, it is nonstop. Uh, it is – and it's awesome. I love I loved, uh, calling men's volleyball. I called – they played um, – who they play? St. Andrews. They played St. Andrews University. Was that home? Yeah, it was an obvious, yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, I think we went down two nothing. Right, we went two nothing in, in the in sets. Won the next two, and then lost the last one. I think like sixteen fourteen oh. or something like that. It was so brutal, bro. But yeah, and then I think that was pretty much their last home. It was, it was their senior night. Um, oh, that's the worst. Yeah, that was their. I think it was pretty sure their senior night or one of their last home games. So I wasn't able to call, call any. But um, I would say my favorite would probably be basketball, basketball yeah. or soccer. Dude, I think I'm. A, I think next year so I'm gonna do, try to do soccer next semester. I mean, they got the they got the week games while you're yeah, but like traveling if, stuff. yeah, but if they have a week game at, if, with a five o'clock kickoff. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to like with practice and whatnot. Yeah, but dude, I love. I mean. I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast. Like, soccer is my number one sport. See, uh, football was yours. Yeah. When I was in high school, I loved soccer. I was starting varsity goalkeeper my freshman, sophomore, and junior year. Didn't play my senior year because at that point I'd already accepted a scholarship to play college football uh, at Lincoln University in Missouri. But no, I love soccer, and I, it's the beautiful game for a reason. And I, I think I'm pretty good at calling it. I feel like also with soccer, I think soccer – is one of the harder sports to call because if you don't know soccer, 
if you don't it's know it's very soccer, hard yes it's very hard to understand watch much less commentate and on and top have, of it you got to know everyone's name yeah that too yeah <laughs> you got to know everyone's name and who has the ball at what point and that's that's now I would say soccer. Uh, basketball is pretty hard. Basketball says that's fast because it's kind of like volleyball too, where it's fast paced. Yeah, you gotta you gotta say, oh, here's Jefferson with the shot. Oh, miss rebounded by blah blah blah. blah. It's it's you gotta know your stuff. And the yeah. fast sports. I think. Well, I think with soccer, when I what, what I meant by that was saying the hardest. I don't think like play by play is the no, hardest. No, play by play wouldn't be. I would. But I would say like like the, keeping the game flowing. Yep. On yep. like a. More of a professional level. Yeah, it, it's it's hard. It's really hard. It's tough, especially when I know you experience it because you're up there in the booth by yourself sometimes. Oh, I mean, sure. I, I was doing football. I was doing <laughs> when I was commentating last semester. I was running from a ten o'clock s- soccer game into a twelve o'clock soccer game into a two thirty football game. Jeez. So I was. I was going from sport to sport, and then I had to drive to school back to the football team, yeah. football game, and I was up there by myself the whole time. Like I didn't have anyone up there, so I was just doing play by play. But I feel like we both could probably expand our skills if we had a co-host or someone else we to need, talk to. I mean, even when we did baseball, we yeah. did pretty good. Well, I think I we're both play by play guys too. Yeah, one well, of us would have to switch. I, I'm pretty good with stats. I, yeah, I think you'd be a good color color guy, but. Um, you know, it's just like trying to find a co-host with, with uh, the Suncast. Yeah, I think you would be great, but you're in your last. I, I'm gone, man. I wish I could stay. Really. Yeah, I think you'd be a great host. Like, I think you're probably about the only person Ed Weber I would have, just because I would overlook the whole. He's at, there's two, there's two people yeah. with Weber, just because how well I think we we talk. I mean, this has been a good interview rolling on now, but um. No, I'll tell you the one sport that I really want, want to want to try to call, I think I'd be really good at and have fun, and there's a reason why, and you'll know it when I say it, but hockey. <laughs> Can't yeah. say why, but I think – but you know why, right? Yeah. I, 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 I yeah. think I would get really into the hockey game. Dude, um, <laughs> if we had hockey in Florida. <laughs> oh, my God. If we had hockey here, you imagine like – a Weber Warner hockey game. You know how many fights there would be, or like a St. Thomas versus Kaiser yeah, hockey I mean, game. Oh my! There would be brawls. Yeah, that'd be so fun though. No, I love hockey, and obviously hockey in Florida has become like so much bigger mm-hmm. the last few years. I mean, Tampa's back-to-back champs. Florida, the uh, down Panthers are playing pretty good right I now. I mean, so right now I think it's going to be Colorado and the Panthers in the Stanley Cup. Colorado and the Panthers. We'd have to go tailgate. I don't know if we could afford tickets to the game, but like tailgating at sunrise. I mean, I'm only an hour thirty from it. Exactly. Screw it. That would be it. so fun. That would be fun. Imagine like the Eastern Conference Finals, Florida versus Tampa, because I think it's going to happen. But because <laughs> so they're like, fun. well, didn't they play last year in the conference? Mm-hmm. I think they did. No, I, or was it, it two years ago? No, no maybe they did. It was Tampa I, they, Panthers. I, yeah, it was last year, but. I think it was the first round, and Florida hadn't quite taken that like next step yet. Like this year, they're elite. Oh, dude, they're they're competitive this year. Like I think I think last year's series, I think it was like four one Tampa, so it really wasn't much of a series. But nah, if they played. I think I, shit, I think Panthers in seven, bro. I don't know how hockey teams in Florida like are so successful. Because like, there's these, no ice, like it doesn't get cold. No, nah, I'll tell you what, it's all these. 
MFers from like Russia and Canada who have lived in the bitter ass cold their yeah, entire yeah. life. They're like, oh, let's just go like, to oh, Florida. Hell yeah, let's go to Florida and play. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's what I'd want to do. I mean, Florida's so competitive in every sport now. I mean, yeah, I mean, shit, what? I mean, you look at the Buccaneers, they're going to run away with the South. I'm a Saints fan, by the way, and I'm like, Already is waving the white flag on this season, bro. Like, I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> but um, your Bengals looking good, though. Hey. Oh, hey. Before we get into that, but, like, no, like, seriously, I mean, Florida is, like, showing – look at the Rays. They, they're one of the best teams. The Heat, I think, are the two-seed right now in the Eastern Conference. Yep. Yep. And the Magic are um, – The Magic. The Magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah but, um, no, nah, I mean, shit, talk about, talk about Joe Shiesty, man. Oh, man. Tell that guy – Bro, it's crazy. You're like really the only Bengal fan that I've ever met in my entire so, life. So, it all started. My parent or my dad was born in Ohio. Grandpa, grandma, all my aunts, uncles, mm-hmm. and it's just in me. Ohio blood. So it's Buckeye fan, Bengals fan. Not a Cavs fan. Not a big basketball fan. But yeah, yeah, Joe Shiesty. That's our guy. And I, I honestly think we'll win one of the next five. Uh, I hope the so. way it's, we just we just picked up two of those or three great linemen. Yeah, Lel Collins from the Cowboys, and I forget the other two. I mean, one of them from Tampa. Uh, Tampa. Yep, and uh, where was who was the other one? I can't remember. Uh, I got from the Patriots. Yeah, that's right. I think it was a. It was either a guard or a center. Yeah. Either but way, I mean, and y'all probably pick up a guy. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'll, I'll probably. What else draft. did we need on the off season? Uh, someone to replace Eli Apple. <laughs> we just signed him. Oh my that was god! Terrible. Dude, do you know who the Saints signed? Daniel Sorensen. Yet number forty nine, the white uh, safety for the Chiefs. Oh yeah. Dude, they got like torched like every playoff game. Yeah, <laughs> he was good game. at one point though. Yeah, he was good at one point, but bro, it's like every time I watched the Chiefs last year, it was just like Tyron Matthew getting so pissed off at him. I I was really hoping we were gonna sign Matthew, but I don't know if he was even gonna come now. Nah, no way. The Saints are a dumpster fire at this point. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, though. I think, like, they're, at some point in the next two to three years, Ohio State and Georgia are going to play in the playoff or for the national and championship. And when that happens, Bro, we're me not, and you aren't going to be talking not, for a, like, a week I'm not gonna, before the game. No, you and Jake, shout out Jacob Moss, wide receiver, <laughs> White Weber. He'll, he will be on the podcast come football season. He's an Ohio State guy, too. No, I mean, that's going to be – I think it's, I thought it was going to happen this year. Obviously, y'all shit the bucket against uh, Michigan. That didn't happen. Oh, but. God. I don't even want to talk about that. Dude, that was so hilarious. I like, stopped watching in, like, the fourth quarter. That was, like, the start of the fourth quarter, I was like, I don't even watch. Like, that was, like, top ten. One of the funniest, like, just days around the house. Because, like, that was, like, right before Georgia had lost to Alabama. So, Noah and I were flaunting our 12-0. and 0. And because we, we yeah. just like we just beat the ever loving hell out of Georgia Tech, and we, and we're, we lost. We <laughs> stomped lost. by Michigan. Stomped, stomped. So what? Do you really? So are you still like in that delusional phase where if you think y'all would, if somehow y'all would have beat Michigan and met Georgia in the playoff, do you still think y'all could have beat us? Bro? Oh yeah. You're crazy, dude. You're like yes. You're clinically insane. I bro. promise you, we would have beat you because I mean, don't look at the Utah game. Don't look at the Rose Bowl game because we had. Two of our three starting receivers okay. declare the draft. Right, we had two of our four defensive linemen declare the draft. One of our linebackers. I mean, if we would have made national championship, we'd have had all of them. You had all of them against Michigan. 
Michigan's just okay. I'm sorry. Georgia. I'm sorry, but I don't think any team other than maybe Alabama or Georgia. No, because Georgia just kicked the shit out of them. I don't think anyone later. was gonna go into Ann Arbor that week and beat them. No, I just don't think Ohio State. Was. I just before the game, I just felt it. I was like, I did too. We're gonna lose. I did too. I really wanted to bet on the but, game. I really wanted to bet only about like, no, nah, I'm not gonna risk it. Is that the creed? That is. Answer it. Just answer it. We're getting a call from our group chat. So, hold on. This is, DJ, the, yo. What? What? You're a bitch. Oh, DJ's got We're called a bitch. We're on the podcast, bro. Who cares? It's fine. Hold on, bro. What? Are you picking him up? Am I picking who up? Why would I pick Why would I pick y'all up for ball? This is all, this is all going on the podcast, too. Am I picking you up? Why would you pick me up? Why would you? Why would you pick me up? No. Why? Why would you drive twenty minutes to come pick me up? Dumbass. The bowling alley's passed that way. Oh, it is. Yeah, oh, it's in Winterhaven. Oh, I thought it was the one like by the school. No. Oh, hell yeah! Come pick me up. Yeah, no. Pick. Not allowed to go to that one. We someone shot there from Weber Oh my god. Okay. Um, oh, nice enough. Yeah, nice enough. <laughs> great. Yeah, that's great for the podcast. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, please come pick me up. Please. All right. Okay. All right. Bye. <laughs> oh my god. That's great. That's that's great. So. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> For those of you listening, that's like me and Reagan's like friend group, and we're yes. we're, we're we're like brothers. No. Oh, yeah. Literally. Yeah, literally. I've never had a brother, but I consider these guys my brothers. No. And look, I'm um, thick and thin with you guys. Oh yeah. And look, I will screw. It. We'll get into that. Look. So. These guys have been friend group for years now, and I just came to Weber last semester, and uh, my plan coming here, I had no intention, and DJ's heard the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot more beers than me, but you know what? <laughs> but um, um, I really didn't have intentions on making many friends here at Weber. I just kind of wanted to play football, get my degree, but I met uh, Noah who y'all heard on the podcast before him, Rocky, Chandler, and then eventually uh, Cody, Jake, DJ, and the rest of the group. It became just a brotherhood. And every day. Like, like every day. <laughs> it's an everyday thing. Like every day I'm coming, to their, I'm coming to their house. They're playing 2K. And it'll be like DJ and Rocky are playing 2K. And I don't. And I'm not a big video game guy, but I'm just talking the most shit. And I'll be like, <laughs> Noah, who you I know. want? Noah, who you want? He'll pick instigate. Rocky. You just sit there and instigate, instigate the entire time, and we'll like just be betting push-ups on on 2K games and Madden games. You gotta make your. You gotta make your own fun at Weber, man. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got the beach though. We do have the beach. We that have is the beach. Plus side. We don't I have a beach burger, bro. I don't know. We better. That'd be so. Know. They didn't do it for the past two years. Because of COVID. But I mean... All right. Scoot is like losing his mind. Scoot's been like a terrible co-host this episode. Yeah, he has. He's like usually so great. Like you never hear him, but he's like losing his shit right now. Oh my God. Okay. Um, what, but what were we talking about before before they called? You remember? We're talking about... No, we we're talking about Ohio State. Um, That's right. I don't yeah. want to talk about Michigan and Ohio State. Oh yeah, you're done. You're I'm done sad. talking about that. It's hard. We talk about we talk about that banner right there. It says Georgia National Champions. Nah. Atlanta. Have you seen the Braves World Series? Uh, the rings? No, not the rings. The the jerseys we're wearing this year. 
No. So they're like our normal white ones, but they're outlined in gold, like the letterings outlined in gold. That's and hard. That is hard. It's, that's hard as fuck. All right, bro. We're running like 40 minutes. I don't really care. We can keep rolling. Man. What, what we're else? We're getting ready to go bowling night. So. Oh, yeah. We're about to get picked up to go bowling. Watch it. He's, he's, pick, he's picking us up. If he's honestly, dropping, bro. Honestly, I'm like, we got to go back to my house. I'm going to have a year I'm not going bowling. Why? Because I don't have socks, one. That guy sucks. Two, I have to be up at 6.45. I have to be up at 6. Oh, what time is it? You just want to drive it's my Jeep. Just drive my Jeep. Yeah, I'll drive my Jeep. Okay. All right, that'll do it um, for the Suncast. Uh, oh, wait. Oh, no, we got more interviews coming. Okay, that'll do it for this. The, for, the first, <laughs> for the first interview on this uh, episode, we're going to send it over to myself and Ave Maria's Jose Gonzalez. Everybody, we now welcome on a very special guest. It is Jose Gonzalez of Ave Maria University. He is the now, you're the single season RBI leader. Is that right? That's correct. That's, that's crazy. I mean, what, what are you at now? You just had that, you had a pretty good series against uh, Kaiser. How many are you up to now? Yeah, uh, we, we just played, actually, we just played Warner. Warner, Warner that's right, my bad. Uh, now I'm up to 47. Damn, okay. Yeah, okay. So, you know, yeah, uh, moving along pretty well. Uh, you know, I, I always, I always tell my teammates, you know, my, my brothers and stuff like that. Like, yeah. that's my for me, that's the most important number right there. RBIs. Yeah, bringing them in. Yeah, I, mean, I, I tell you, when we played, y'all would impress me a lot about y'all is y'all's ability to run the bases. Y'all run the be- y'all run the bases better than anybody in the Sun Conference. I mean, including the Southeastern, the top dogs. I mean, y'all are leading Sun Conference in stolen bases. Is that is that just y'all being faster or is that y'all? Is that like a, something that y'all learned through y'all's coach? Is how what, what's making y'all so? Excuse me, so good on the base paths this year. Yeah. So our assistant coach Nick, literally, pretty much every single practice we start with base running. Hmm. So you know we uh, we learn how to take jumps off first base. You know, it may seem like such a simple thing, but you know, obviously, depending on on the pitcher's tendencies and what we really hone in on, obviously, is uh, taking jumps off second base. You know, because being able to take that third base with, you know, no outs or one out gives your hitter an opportunity to put a ball in play and get you in. So, you know, that was really, you know, hammered into us from the beginning of the year. We're told that we're going to be really aggressive on the bases in terms of stealing. And, uh, you know, success shows, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was even – there was that one point where it's not even necessarily you have to have a guy – hit the ball yet. I can't remember who it was against Weber, but a guy went from second to third. Our catcher, Tommy Diaz, who is usually one of the – he's one of the best defensive catchers in the Sun Conference. He throws it into left field. And y'all I ended up starting a rally for y'all, I believe, in game two where y'all scored four or five runs right off the jump against Weber. So, I mean, it's definitely yeah. something that's been really impressive. And y'all are a really good team. I know people look at the Sun Conference and y'all – aren't at the top obviously but one you're a very young team and two this I've been on my soapbox a number of times talking about how good this conference is and how we have five six probably seven teams that should be playing past the conference tournament and regionals what's it like playing in the Sun Conference going up against great competition every week definitely like you said it's the best conference in the NAIA uh, in the country and I knew that coming in uh, I'm from, from Miami, so yeah. definitely got St. Thomas down there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kaiser's only an hour away. So I knew, you know, coming to this team uh, that the competition was going to be really good, which is another reason why I decided to come here as well. Um, 
So it's been it's been worth it. You know, you're, you're facing guys. You know, I went to down to St. Thomas, right? Guys in the in the nines, uh, you know, low nines. Being able to face that is you know is is pretty worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, guys who can who can locate the ball really well in this conference compared to some of the midweeks we'd have. You know, versus other teams in other conferences. Right. Um, you know, the pitching is different. The defense is different. Um, the teams we play, uh, the good ones especially, are able to make the, uh, I call them the tweeners, right, the in-between plays that, you know, good teams that make those plays kill rounds. You know, a ground ball in the hole, a shortstop makes a terrific play, yeah. pop up behind the first baseman, catches it, you know, basket catch, something like that. Um, teams in this conference are able to do that. And, you know, being able to go up against guys like that just makes us a better team overall. Yeah, I mean, I, Weber just got done playing Southeastern, who's obviously they're not only the best team in this conference, they're one of the best teams in the nation. And I, at this point, they're not one of the best teams just in NAI. I believe Southeastern's, they are ahead of the game. They're one of the best teams overall in the country. And something that they do and a lot of other teams in the conference do is they don't – there's no four – there's not a four or five or really even a three in the error box at the end of the game. They're really tight defensively, and if you do make a mistake – they take advantage of it, uh, and I think that's everybody throughout the Sun Conference. You know, you even look at teams like Florida Memorial and y'all USCB, who are in that quote unquote bottom part of the Sun Conference, which is better than a lot of teams top half. There's gonna be a lot of conferences top half, but um, you know, just nobody really makes those mistakes, and everybody's really good at something. Like y'all are with base running, but um, you said earlier that you are from the kind of Sun Conference area down in the Miami Dade County. So, what what brought you to Ave Maria? Like, so you knew, like you said, you knew St. Thomas, you knew Kaiser. Did you know Ave kind of in high school, or how did that come about? So, I'd say the last time I came to Ave was I was probably maybe ten or eleven years old, um, and you know I didn't know about the school. It was you know to see the church. We're, we're, my family's Catholic, um, so you know they had a nice, beautiful church here, and yeah. we we went around the area, checked it out. So honestly. Uh, last summer, didn't you know know where I was going? Um, a couple weeks before school started, like two different people who we didn't know about, uh, who didn't know each other, um, told us about Ave, and uh, we were like, all right, you know, a couple different people just told us it doesn't hurt to go take a tour of school, right? So uh, my dad one time, one day, like two weeks before school started, was like, let's go take a tour of Ave Maria to see what it's like. Uh, didn't bring my gear with me. Didn't think I was gonna you know, practice or anything. So. Um, I get to the school and, uh, you know, as soon as I get there, I ask someone if there's a baseball coach there I can talk to. And I'm a very timid guy. I'm really shy for a lot of things. So that's something I typically do. But I don't know, just in that moment, I said, I got to ask this right now or I'm going to regret it. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I've been out of baseball for a year and a half oh, wow. up to that time. So, uh, you know, stopped playing baseball. Uh, I've been playing since I was three. Uh, you know, stopped playing my freshman year of college in the fall, got burnt out. It's the best way I can describe it. Just wasn't having fun anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, focused on nursing, just, you know, got into nursing school, was going to take that route. And um, it wasn't until the beginning of last year where I started like tapping into throwing again, hitting again. And I was like, you know, this is actually something that I really want to do yeah. uh, for as long as I can. So that led up to, you know, coming to Hobby to see what it was like. And uh, when they asked for a baseball coach, they pulled uh, they pulled Judd Cavey out. That is his name. He's not a uh, you know doesn't go to a lot of our games, but you know he's he's involved in the team and things like that. The other coaches were in orientation at that time, 
so uh, Judd comes out and he uh, he asked me like what I'm doing there, and uh, I said nah, I'm just trying to get back into baseball. You know, I haven't played in about two years, and uh, he's like, did you bring your gear? I was like, no. <laughs> you know, I was just here to take a tour. So uh, showed him a video of me swinging. You know, had a decent swing. Yeah, that was pretty good. And uh, you know, I he he actually gave us a tour of the school. And uh, sat down afterwards, talked about it. He wanted to go talk to the other coaches, um, and you know they all agreed that they give me a shot, which is all I was asking for. I yeah. just give me an opportunity. Let me show what I got. And um, I like the vibe here, the the scenery, the the area itself. It's quiet. Um, it's, it's it's a different atmosphere from that whole city life in Miami, which which I like. It has its pros, right? Yeah. But it's it's a lot more calm and relaxing over here. Um, and I just like the overall vibe of, of, you know, the area, the field was really nice, you know, the, everything just kind of clicked. And, uh, I said, all right, if you give me that shot, I'm all in. And, uh, I took the shot and in the fall, they, you know, swung the bat really well. And then, uh, now in the spring, you know, I'm now you're the, single, you're, you're the single season <laughs> RBI leader, uh, all time yeah. for Ave Maria. I say you're doing all right. Um, so did you were any other teams interested in you when you decided to come back to baseball, or was Ave kind of your only option, or the only option you looked into? So um, I really didn't do much in terms of trying to like reach out to schools. Mm-hmm. I had a coach I was working with last summer, a, you know, amazing guy. His name is JJ Sanchez, okay. and um, he was uh, he worked me out, you know, the entire summer. Um, had a couple of uh, uh, schools come out. Uh, to check out a little practice that we were having. Um, the idea was to go to a, a smaller, a, a junior college. It was it's called ASA College. Uh, you know, play there, put up some numbers, hopefully, you know, perform well, and um, and see where that took me. Um, and that was actually what I was leaning towards, was to go there. Um, you know, believe it or not, I actually um, reached out to St. Thomas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so... That was interesting. Um, now you got to make them pay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. I asked if I could do a work on front of them. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, obviously, with a couple weeks before school starting, yeah. it's, uh, it's pretty hard to get your foot in there when they have everything finalized, right? Yeah, yeah, that's tough. And uh, I said, all right, you know, I'll see you in conference. Yeah, so, hell yeah. Uh, they, didn't do, they didn't do too bad against them, to say nice. the least. Yeah, how many RBIs did you end up having, you know, against, having against them? Uh, in the series y'all played, in which was St. Thomas. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, it doesn't come to mind. I know that the second game, I bases loaded, drove three in right away. Oh boy! Uh, so I said at least three. Um, definitely, definitely a few more that series. But that was that was a fun series to say the least, because I was at home, yeah. right? Yeah. Their home, you know, my family, my friends coming out and just just playing against, like I said, like you said, that type of competition. Yeah. Um, and being able to perform well, it was it was a blast. Yeah, it's nothing like it. I mean, week in, week out in the Sun Conference, and there's so many players down here that are in or from an area of a team that maybe didn't recruit them, how you are with St. Thomas. I'm sure there are multiple guys. I know we have a couple of guys on Weber that are from the West Palm area that St. Thomas looked over. And in a couple of weeks when we head down to Miami Gardens, I'm sure we're going to be looking to make them pay. Um, so we've talked a little bit about baseball. Let's talk about outside of baseball. What – keeps you sane because any anybody that's just baseball or just their sport all the time it will drive you truly mad so what what do you do to help keep your mind uh and not insane keep it sane uh outside of baseball 
So uh, during that time that I wasn't playing baseball, that gave me uh, a lot of time to look at other things I like. Something I, you know, kind of fell in love with is uh, astronomy, you know, uh, oh, really? space, stars, planets, and things like that. Uh, you know, just getting to know, learn a little bit about them, you know, uh, how, how kind of space just works mm. and uh, how grand, how huge it is. Uh, and actually being here at Ave, um, the skies are pretty dark. So, you know, at night I try to take the opportunity to just walk out and, uh, you know, just look up at the sky and, you know, just get mesmerized by all these different uh, stars, constellations, planets that I'm not really able to see back at home. Yeah. Um, and every time I go out, it's something new. It's something new up there. So um, huh. I, do, I do a little bit of that. Uh, play a little bit of guitar as well. I don't have a guitar here in, uh, in the dorm. And, um, you know, free time, I'll just lay in my bed and just you know, strum a few chords. Okay. And, uh, you know, time flies. Time definitely flies with that. Come on, you want to play, uh, play something real quick? You want to play a couple, couple, couple chords? All right, I'll see, I'll see if I can. Come on, go, yeah, go, go grab it. Go grab it. Play a couple real quick, sure. We can do something. Um, but, yeah, hold on, he's getting his. I love that. It's all Veronica. That's my sister's name. So that's why okay. I'm connected to Zoom, I guess. Oh, yeah, you're good. You're good. <laughs> All right. Oh, he's getting his guitar. We'll uh, just let y'all know. Remember, right after this interview, we will have another interview with Brian Fuentes and Darren Dopkins, DJ Dopkins, my boy from Weber. He, he, he loves when I call him Darren. All right. All right, Jose, what, what you going to play for us real quick? Um, let me see here. So, you know, some Hotel California? Oh, yeah. Play a little song. Uh, okay, I can just show some chords, but I can go... It's not super tuned, but... Nah, shit, it's better than I could do. <laughs> Hell, if I knew the words I could sing, I'd sing, but I can't do either one, so... <laughs> so, yeah, I don't... I show a little bit. Yeah, it's a little something-something. A little something for the people. Man of many talents. Hit a ball as good as he can play the guitar. <laughs> yeah, I can show a little bit. I call myself a campfire guitarist. Just give me some chords. I'll show him a little bit. Yeah, hell yeah. No, you know... It kills time, right? Nah, hell yeah. Yeah, I mean... That's all, the, that's all I want to talk about with your astrology and stuff. So, like, I'll go outside and, like, I know maybe three. I know the Little Dipper, the Big Dipper, and I'll look up and be like, oh, shit, there goes Orion. Because he's, he's easy. I'm like, oh, there go Orion. It's like, what What are some other constellations? Or like, what, what What are you looking at when you look in the sky? Yeah. So, uh, actually, a little side note. A lot yeah. of people think uh, astrology and astronomy are the same thing. Uh, okay. Astrology is like horoscopes, things like that. Like, I'm not into <laughs> Not into any of that. Oh, that's the weird shit. That's the weird that's, shit. That's, all right. Yeah, okay. For me, that's, that's not in my... Okay, that's like, the crystals know. and all that crap. Okay. All right. right. <laughs> okay. I'm all right. more of the science, right? So, You're the real you know, deal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, up here, you can definitely see Orion. It's one of my favorite constellations. It's one of the bigger ones. Yeah. Um, you kind of see, if you look up, there's like three stars. Uh, right next to each other, you'll see them on the bottom left. There's like three smaller stars. Yeah. In the middle of them, if you take out binoculars you can see it with your naked eye as well uh there's like uh it looks pretty hazy and uh that's what's called uh, orion's uh orion's belt and it's a place where like stars are born and uh oh, yeah. if you're able to actually see it through like a telescope or binoculars uh it's, it's just a bunch of gas purple gas you'll see oh, and like you know, see tiny little stars in them as well and uh pretty much stars are, are, are being born um you know in that little uh 
nebula is what it's called, um, Orion's Nebula. So I think that's pretty sick. Oh, yeah, see, I never I just see it there, and I see the three white dots, Moshe, that there goes Orion's belt right there every night. It's right there. No, but I'll have to get some, like, so, do you need, like, high-grade binoculars or just, like, regular ones you can get from, like, Walmart to be able to see, like, that purple gas and stuff like that? Definitely uh, regular cheap ones do the job. I have a, have a buddy here uh, who, uh, he goes hunting a lot, so yeah. he has the hunting binoculars, which are more high-grade. Uh-huh. Where we went out uh, at night, I was like, Yo, let me, let me, let me pick through those, and it looked like a projection, just all the, all the stars you could see through that uh, binoculars. And a lot of people think you need a telescope, a really good telescope. I really, you can literally just have your eyes, pair of binoculars, and you can see the whole, the whole universe out there, which is pretty cool. I got you. So something that's a little bit different about Ave Maria from other teams at Sun Conferences, y'all are a Catholic school. So mm-hmm. what, what's that? What's it like as being there? I see. Uh, I'm not sure who that is. What, what picture you got uh, up there? Is that is that? That's Jesus. Oh, that's Jesus. Okay. All right. Sorry, Jesus. So, sorry, I didn't recognize you. It's kind. Of, it's no. kind of hard to see up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so just. Yeah. Uh, my bad. Yeah, every room. Every, every room has that. Um, oh, wow. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. Like I said, I'm Catholic myself, mm-hmm. um, and uh, this is one of 15 uh, schools. I believe there's a list called the Cardinal Newman list, and um, popes. Uh, Pope St. John Paul II, um, who was you know, a couple of popes previous from this one, he wrote uh, this letter, what we call it encyclical, that uh, he, he pretty much listed a bunch of rules that Catholic colleges should be following. Um, and there's only 15 schools in the nation, Catholic schools, that actually uh, follow that letter that, that he wrote, this, is, this being one of them, um, which I think is pretty cool. Um, you know, the faith life here is, is very strong compared to other schools. Um, who are Catholic, um, you know, there's a chapel in every dorm, um, ch- two chapels, you know, in the, in the, in the dining hall, uh, you know, there's mass, there's church going on literally like four five, six times a day. It's at school. And then you have the huge church in the center of, uh, of the town where a lot, of, you know, a lot of masses are happening there as well. Um, so I've been able to strengthen my, my faith life here, um, a lot more than I than I thought I would have, you know, mm-hmm. being away from my family and from, you know, from what I'm typically used to at home. Yeah. Um, and I think it's it's really cool. And you know, here, believe it or not, people may think that a lot of people here, every single person here is Catholic, is practicing Catholic, you know, and it's not the case. Mm-hmm. You have your Catholics here, but you have people who aren't Catholic. You know, people who are, you know, the school welcomes everybody. So being able to make friends with those people and with Catholics, you know. Getting that, you know, a little bit of everything, um, you know, different perspectives. I think it's uh, it's it's really healthy. It's really that, healthy. Yeah, I mean, that you said you took the words right out of my mouth there, saying it's healthy. You know, I, I, I've yeah. come before. I went to Weber. I went to a HBCU, a historically black college, and you know, just look. You know, obviously, you see me. I'm as white as these paper towels sitting next to me. But no, I mean, yeah, going to places di- different where you learn how different different people's perspective and their experiences through life. I think that's awesome. And not only that, I think it makes you a better athlete, everybody a better athlete, once you learn how other people have dealt with stuff and their life experiences. Because we all come from a hometown that's usually everybody kind of has a similar, at least, background. Okay, we've all kind of been here our entire lives. And you go off to college in a place like Ave Maria where – and you're right. I, I think of Ave as like, okay, this is a Catholic school. There's probably mostly Catholic people. Hearing that, that there are 
non-Catholics at Ave Maria, that's awesome where like y'all are experiencing something a little bit different with, I mean, uh, whatever religious uh, or whatever religion uh, people are at Ave, that's, you know, that's awesome. But, you know, getting back into baseball a little bit with y'all is, and again, I don't, obviously I don't mean any disrespect by that, because y'all, y'all aren't one of the teams in the top 25 right now in the Sun Conference. Y'all are right outside. You, y'all dropped a couple series this year, two top 25 teams. So what's it going to take for Ave? Because y'all are close. Y'all and USCB are the two teams that I've highlighted since beginning doing this podcast, and I said, watch out for these two because they're not in the top 25, but they're going to take games. They're going to take series. USCB has done it, and I think y'all's time's coming too. Y'all are a very young team also. You have a lot of freshmen. And just the way you guys went, run the bases, I mean, and y'all, a lot of guys hitting over 300. Y'all are going to get there soon, but what's that next step the Gyrenes need to take to be one of the top 25 teams in the nation and be competing for the Sun, Sun Conference Championship? Yeah. Um, no, I think you said the best. Uh, we're right there, right? We're right there. Yeah. The vast majority of our, of our team, believe it or not, uh, we're transfers um, this year. So, uh, you know, it's uh, different different have a team than I think schools were you know previously used to in the years past mm-hmm. definitely a, a lot better of a team um, uh, going back to your question doing the little things I think is what's going to get us there you know being able to you know make every routine play hitting a cutoff mm-hmm. um, you know little things like that where we've done it a lot but like you said in a conference like this you uh, against a lot of teams who are in the top 25, um, you know, missing a cutoff in a certain situation and a yep. throw home uh, where a guy just hits a single, now he takes second base. That's huge because the next guy gets a hit and that run comes in, right? Mm-hmm. So little things like that, um, you know, because we're able to make the, you know, we're a good team, like you said, you know, we're able oh, to yeah. make the tougher plays. We, we have, you know, great guys in the infield, great guys in the outfields who have a lot of range, great arms. But uh, the simple plays, the small things, being able to be consistent in doing those things, you know, pitchers um, consistently just pounding the zone, um, hitters moving guys over, um, things like that, where if you look at our team, when we've done those things, we put good teams away. Yeah. Yeah, we I mean, put good teams away quickly. Yeah, and, I mean, when y'all played Weber, the first two, I believe it was games one and two, y'all jumped out and y'all jumped up on us a couple runs I think y'all were up four nothing and like five to one in games one and two. So the talent's there. There's no doubt. You know Weber is. Um, we're thirteenth in the nation when the new polls come out. We'll probably drop a little bit, but the, you know Weber will still be a top twenty twenty five team. And y'all are scoring a lot of runs against Warner. But you know, like I said earlier, against like these teams like Weber and Warner, or Southeastern St. Thomas, you got to eliminate some of the errors. Um, I believe I, I can't remember what game it was against Kaiser, but y'all were right there. But y'all had three or four errors, and that was ultimately, or something against Warner. I keep calling Warner Kaiser. I'm sorry. I, I don't like either, either one of them, to be honest with you, being a Weber guy. Um, yeah, when, I, when I started this podcast, I tried to be as neutral as possible, but it's like, screw that. You know, why? Yeah. why? <laughs> but, but no, I mean, y- y- y'all are there. You're also very young. As you said, your transfers. And that's probably what a lot of it is, is y'all have to gel together. And I think next year we'll definitely – y'all going to be retur- – y'all be returning a lot of st- starters next year, right? Or are y'all losing Correct, that? Yes. Okay, so y'all, be, y'all have a lot of guys returning. So I think you guys are definitely going to be a threat in 2023, a team that 
I think y'all will be what USCB is this year. I think y'all are a team who may struggle a little bit early, but will figure it out when it's time to get in Sun Conference ball. And you look at, I mean, USCB should have took two or three against St. Thomas. They just took two or three against Kaiser. And they're taking on a struggling Weber team. It pains me to say that, but Weber is we, – we were hot for a long time. And you know it's baseball. They're going to hit mm-hmm. a little bit of a rut. Bad time, terrible time to hit a rut. But I think Weber we're going to bounce out back out of it against USCB. Y'all are going to hear more about that later in the podcast. Trust me, we'll talk about the Southeastern series plenty. Um, Jose, this is awesome, man. I really can't appreciate you enough. Um, anything else you want to say is talk about your team? Uh, go ahead. If not, I'm all, I got that's all the questions I got for you, brother man. I think uh, this is great. I had a blast. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, I'm a uh, you know shout out to my to my brothers, Jireens. Uh, we're a great group of guys, and you know, like you said, we're coming for for a lot of these spots in the top twenty-five. So yes, appreciate you me. Yep, absolutely. All right, that's going to do it with our interview with Jose Gonzalez. And now here's an interview with Southeastern's Brian Fuentes. All right, we welcome on a very special guest, one of the best players in the entire country, NAIA Player of the Year candidate, Brian Fuentes. Brian, how you doing today, man? I'm doing really good, man. Thank you for having me here. Uh, absolutely. So you're having a hell of a year. You're one of the best players on one of the best teams in the country. We all are. 32-1, and one, I think, on the year. Yes. So before we talk about that, I have a little bit of bone, bone, bone to pick. Because y'all have lost two games this year. You just lost the Detroit Tigers. Why, why is that not on the schedule? Well, why is that loss on the schedule? I won't – because when y'all win the national championship this year and y'all have like 58-1 and one on y'all's rings, I'm going to call bullshit. <laughs> I'm calling bullshit because y'all lost. Y'all lost to, to a professional team. I mean, I, I, I can't tell you right now, man, like any team would have probably lost against oh, yeah. those guys. It's crazy, like the competition that they have and yeah. the the baseball level and where they are. It's just crazy, man. Like we faced one of the best top arms in their you know minor league farm. And it was crazy. Like I, I, I never faced somebody like that. You know what I mean? Like um, in D1, when I was in D1, uh, I faced a couple guys like that. But this guy just, you know, different. just different. Just what, built what different. Uh, was he AAA? Was he wh- where is he at? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. I just know that he was the top four in oh, wow. the minor league form. Um, I just man, like the pitchers, like the pitches that he threw, they just look so alive, man. The fastball sliders, um, everything, man. Everything was on point. And then we faced another guy that was like up to ninety eight. Um, you know, he struck me out. You know, I just take my hat off, you know, yeah. because he struck me out with a fast one <laughs> right in the letter. So I, I didn't have chance. No. No chance against those guys. But, like, I mean, just just was a great experience, man, a great experience. And after that, I mean, like, every picture that right now since, you know. It's different. Yeah, it's I mean, different, it's, like, it's, it's different. like, oh, this guy was just throwing 97 on the corner, and I'm facing a guy throwing 85 with not that great control. Right, right. This so. is BP right now. Yeah. No, I yeah. mean, I think it was great y'all playing the Detroit Tigers. And just, yeah, it I was mean, a that, great that, experience, man. It's a great for Southeastern, the entire conference. Just y'all, I mean, what y'all are doing this year, is, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm just Something busting special, your man. Ball, yeah, busting your yeah. balls a little bit with that. But no, y'all are having an incredible year. And, what, and you know, y'all, y'all – Y'all are, Southeastern does have a strong t- tradition, 2018 national champions, but it seems like this year it's Southeastern, and it's not just in the Sun Cox, but in the entire 
country. It seems like it's southeastern, a little bit everybody else, and a little bit of rat poison. I'm feeding you, <laughs> but right. But um, now, just what what is it this year about this team that's made y'all just so good? Well, my man, like we have a lot of D1 transfer this year because I guess like COVID year kind of you know screwed a lot of people, uh, including me. Um, when you're coming from a D1 level to this league, it's kind of like you know it's different. Okay, it's different. And as a heat standpoint, the timing is different, everything is different, but you know, like we're good enough to make the adjustment, right? Um, besides the mechanics on baseball, we have a great chemistry, man. We yeah. have a great chemistry. And this thing was kind of like completely new when we started. Um, I was, I started to a little bit like question a little bit, like, hey, like is this thing's gonna be really good or how's it gonna be or whatever, but. Um, as practice, you know, went along and stuff. Um, I got to meet the the guys and get to know them a little better. Man, it just something click, something yeah. click. I said, you know what? We're we're family, man. We're family. We pick each other up. Um, um, that's that's our success right now, man. We we just love each other. We just go by God's hands, you know, every game, and and we play with passion and come together. Yeah. It- Y'all were so much fun. So y'all don't know, I got to call the Southeastern Weber game this past weekend, and we're still waiting for game three. And those were some heart-wrenching games for, right, for me yeah. calling yeah. and for Weber. But it just seems like Weber was – it seemed like Weber was in it the entire game. Right. But when y'all flipped that switch, and I was like, okay, so this is what – this is why they're so good. It's not – they don't – I mean, yeah, the, obviously y'all played a good, right. strong game, but – when y'all needed to flip that switch in the eighth inning of game two and in the ninth inning of game one and put a team like Weber away, who's a really good, really talented yeah. team, and y'all have another tough uh, outing. Y'all play South uh, – no, no, St. Thomas. St. Thomas. Saint, y'all play yep. St. Thomas. Y'all have to do the same thing. I mean, is that just a mentality thing, or is it just like we know when we get late in the game, nobody can beat us? I mean, is that just a confidence thing? It just, yeah, just a confidence thing, man. Like – we have really good enough players to do their job. Example, in game one, we have a guy coming off the bench. He yeah. was supposed to bunt, and he just ended up hitting a homer. Three-run shot. A three-run shot, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. That, like, that's the that's special thing about this team. Like, everybody in the lineup can do their job. Everybody can go into the box and just, you know, get that big hit for us, you know what I mean? And we always get behind our guys, and we always, like, you know, supporting each other, picking each other up, and, you know, like... We're good, man. Like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah we're, like, we're, like, we're special. And during those late games, uh, I mean, like, whenever we have to switch the flip, whenever we have to capitalize and just put a team away, we do it, man. Yeah, and like you said, you about capitalize. That's what I thought was the biggest difference, difference in the Weber Southeastern right. series. It seemed like when y'all had a guy on at second or third, y'all found a way to get him in. Now, obviously, um, X and the right. Outlaw, our pitchers, they did very well in games one and two of – eliminating those opportunities but Weber we had a lot of guys on the bases I, I think game one we loaded them up in the first and second right. inning and got no runs right. and I was just I was in the booth like we can't you can't beat a team of y'all's caliber right without, I mean like yeah and that's the point on this game man this league like every time that you have a chance to score a run you have to score a run you know what I mean do it like doesn't matter if it's a bunt or a pass ball or whatever like every run counts and that's how you know we approach the game like we're gonna make sure to score as many runs as we can, more than our opponent, and, and that's our, you know, that's being our success. Now you came from Indiana State, correct? D1 school. Um, 
So how did you find out about Southeastern when you entered the transfer portal? Well, my man, funny enough, my assistant coach know my uncle from a long time ago. They actually played together, uh-huh. like in, you know, 10 years ago. Uh-huh. And their story is so crazy. Um, actually, Southeastern was, you know, <coughs> um, trying to recruit me from high school. I just didn't actually, like, listen to, like, them or giving a chance, right? So I went to Wabash Valley first, a junior college, and then transferred to the United States. But when I transfer, when I put myself in the transfer portal, um, actually my uncle told me, hey, like Mike Mendoza texts me from Southeastern. I was like, okay, like, you know, I just gotta give it a call. And as soon as I talked to Mendoza, man, was game over. Like he was an amazing guy. He knew my uncle, the relationship actually like, you know, play a big part of like, you know, the decision. Um, as soon as he told me about everything about Southeastern, I just, I just trust him, man. I trust him right away. Um, of course, the location, Florida. Oh, I mean, we're, yeah, I mean, we're outside. We're just, so, by the way, we're doing the interview like right outside. We're right here at Today yeah, Brewer man. Stadium. Uh, it's beautiful. I'm yeah. like, why, why would I? Why would I want to do an interview so, outside? Yeah, I mean, I will inside? say Southeastern. I look it up, powerhouse, and then like on the NIA, and then location amazing. So I said, you know what? I'm just gonna give it a chance. Maybe it's my last year. I just wanna have fun, yeah. enjoy the weather, get out of the Midwest. And yeah. just, you know. Yeah. And just, I just have a good time, I'm, you know, thing enough, I'm blessed enough that, yeah. you know, I ended up here. Yeah, I had a similar experience. Now, I come from a Midwestern school division to out of Missouri. And, yeah, the weather at Weber, I mean, we're man, we're same location, basically. Yeah, we're blessed, I mean, God, I mean, <laughs> who wouldn't want to be here? Yeah, I mean, it's right, beautiful year-round. Right. I don't think I've, I can't tell you the last time I've, like, needed to wear a hoodie <laughs> It's and yeah, like, man. and you know, uh, Indiana, bro. In, like, <laughs> I haven't worn that. My, I have not worn my winter clothes like since <laughs> I've left. Dude, it got it's like, so a lot of people listening. Y'all probably have ever been in like a midwestern winter. You don't see the sun. No. It's windy no. as hell. Yep. It's cold. It's bitter. Super cold, dude. It sucks. And you know what's the worst? What? Heat in the cold weather. Yes. Heat in the cold weather is like, dude. You either get a, you know. Really, like if you don't hit the barrel, man, your oh, fingers are gonna end up in the home plate. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> terrible! You ever been hit like when it's super cold? Yes, I have. Uh, it's not fun at all, man. <laughs> no fun at all. Yeah. That's the part that I just, you know, I don't, I don't miss from from the Midwest. Yeah. I miss my guys and everything, but the weather. Uh, yeah, I, I miss my people too. Yeah, no, they can have the weather. They can have the yeah, weather. Yeah, <laughs> they, they can they deal with that. That's for the birds. Man. I'm from Venezuela. Venezuela is like this. I just. Yeah. Love it, loving it. So, did you? Uh, have you uh, grown up in the states, or did you grow up in Venezuela? Actually, I grew up in Venezuela. I really? was born here in the okay. states, but when I was three years old, we moved back to Venezuela because that's where my parents are from, and they and they used to work there too. So, I just grew up there, um, speaking Spanish is my first language. Yeah. So that's why, like, you know, I have a little bit of the accent, but yeah. I didn't know English actually since I got here. I got here around, you know, six years ago, and that's where I started learning. Oh, wow. I learned in like nine months. Nine months, wow. I was throwing up. That's with, really impressive. Yes, man, because like, I was forced to, okay? Uh-huh. I, I got here to the Chicago area, so there's not a lot of Latinos up there. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I was like, well, I either learn, or I'm gonna screw myself up because I won't be able to communicate with anybody. Yeah. So I said, like, well, you know what? I'm just gonna push myself, and I started learning like, you know, as fast as possible. And, trying to retain, I have a really good memory. So that kind of helped me out. But yeah, man, nine months I was seeing and I 
could have a full conversation, you know. That's awesome. So it was good, man. I'm growing up in Venezuela. Actually, like you know, made me the person who I am. Like my family just gave me really good values and stuff, which is amazing. I love them to death. I actually miss my dad. I haven't seen my dad since I got here. So oh, yeah, it's been it's been a struggle, but it's actually it's actually been a blessing, you know, a blessing. So so with Venezuela, it, is there like a difference between baseball here in the states versus baseball yes. there? Yes, a big difference, a big difference. And yeah. one of the big biggest difference, uh, baseball over there is like more than a passion. Baseball over there is more than just a game to play for, how, like you know, to have fun. It's it's like a game to get out of the country. Really? If I'm good enough, I'm gonna actually invest my whole time to just go and be the best and trying to get signed. So that's the only way that I can get my family out of there because. Educational stuff is super hard, man. You can have, you can graduate for the biggest university over there, and it's hard to get a job, man. And over there, the 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 minimum wage is just it's just stupid. Like it doesn't like, bro, it's crazy. So, baseball is like the one of the easiest option. And people, man, like kids, twelve year old kids, they just go to academy, they drop school, and they just focus on baseball, on be yeah. the best, on be the best, on be the best. That that's why nowadays you're seeing. A lot of Venezuelans, Dominicans, Puerto Ricans at the age of 16 throwing 95. Yeah, I got my guy. Yeah, you got your guy, Cunha. Cunha, got my Cunha. And actually, his 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 brother, 16-year-old brother, he just got signed. Really? Yep. So I I Uh, think it was the Minnesota Twins, uh, I believe. Okay. But yeah, he's 16 years old, just got signed. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that, he's in for a rude awakening yeah, up there in that cold yeah. ass weather. Yeah, and <laughs> and the crazy part over there in baseball was it's like if you're 17, 18, you're older. You're old. Yes. Yeah, like like you're if you, like if, if you don't sign by the age of 16, then you're done. You you basically are done. Really? Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy how that works. It's like a it's a hard business, man, but I mean, that's why like people come here with opportunities and 17-year-old kid, it looks like he's 20, 25 hitting bombs everywhere because that's that's what we are, you know? I mean, like we were born for that. We were born to just, you know, get out there have base in our life to help our family out. It truly is more than a game there. Yeah, it is more than a game, man. It's, it's a job, it's a passion, it's a way to get out of there. Yeah, I mean, man, here you are now. I mean, you're one of the more impressive players as your approach at the plate, even in game one where you started off shaky right. and you came to the plate in the ninth, and I'm just like, Brian has had such – or he's had a struggle at the plate He's about to hit one into the gap. You did hit one in the gap. You hit it a little <laughs> bit further into the gap. Hit it way out of there. Yeah, man. but um, you know, have you played at uh, you played at Kaiser yet? Kaiser, no, I have not played Kaiser. I think we're gonna you, play this year there. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure y'all yeah. do. I think y'all may hit 20 home runs that series. So imagine the dimensions of this field. Okay. With Weber's walls. Oh God! Holy cow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. So and so the wind's blowing up. Uh, well, I don't know. It, I mean, it depends. It, it's, it, this is Florida, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> First inning will be blowing in. Second inning yeah, dead man. right. Third inning will be blowing straight yeah, out. Yeah, because, like, as you can see, this field is, like, super small. We have, like, that big fence over there. But yeah. whenever the wing is blowing out and you oh, get a yeah. fly ball, the ball it's is out. gone. But whenever the wing is blowing straight in, there's no chance. This park becomes so huge. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I was talking with uh, Christian Martin. He's uh, he's Weber center fielder. Yes. He was here yes. at uh, Southeastern in 2018 and 19. He said, I probably would have hit 
30, 40 home runs that year. I just kept, I said, I hit a line drive, and they would just hit the fence and bounce back, hit the fence, bounce yep, back. Yep. That would drive me Yeah, insane. no, defense actually play a huge, huge difference in yep. our games. It's crazy. So uh, you play baseball, you're really great at baseball. So Trying to. I, yeah, I assume, <laughs> assume you, watch, you watch a lot. Yes. Okay. Yes. So a little segment I wanted to bring in with you um, that I was thinking about on the way here. I want to do a little draft. A draft, okay. Do a little draft, okay. So we can do a starting five rotation, and then we'll do we can do like a little lineup. You okay. Do something like that. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. You want to start? All right. Good start. You want me to start? Yeah. Okay. Let's, I'm gonna start with pitching. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Jacob Degrom. That's my one one. Okay. Uh, just gonna go with Scherzer for sure. Scherzer. Scherzer. Okay. Um, I'll go Walker Bueller. Ooh. Okay. I'm gonna go with. Um, the pitcher from the Brewers, Corbin. Yeah, yes. Corbin Burns. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Damn, that was my pick. <laughs> Shit. Um, <laughs> um. All right. We got the Grom. I already got the Grom. I need a good righty. I'm gonna go Max Freed. Okay. I'll go Freed. You Braves. know what? That's I just, a homer. Pick. I'm just gonna go with my boy Gary Cole. Oh. Gary Cole. How did I forget about Cole? <laughs> Damn. Okay. Um. How about we just start? We just let's just hold off with three pitches. Okay, yeah, let's three, go, pitches. Uh, three okay. pitches. We'll do it more like a like an NAIA series. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, so all, right, all right. I'll, my team will come play Southeastern. Your team will come play Weber. Okay. And whoever loses loses by the least. That's who wins. That's who wins conference. Good, okay. All right. Um. All right. You go. You you take first pick in a starting line. Let's first just go, pick. Let's just go. Um. How about this, we'll start DH and then we'll work our way around the diamond. So we so we get our okay. rotation. So so start with the DH. Otani. That's a good one. Okay. Um, I'm putting Vladdy at DH. Ooh, okay. I'm going to put Vladdy at DH. Okay. Okay, all right. So. Go catcher. Go catcher? Ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll let you get all the first picks in the field. Go okay, ahead. well, I'm going to go with my boy, Salvador Perez. Okay. That was my that was my guy. I'm going to go Grindall. Okay. I'll go okay. Grindall. It's a really good pick. Well, my, we're going we're gonna to make a little graph and post this, and we'll get people to vote. Okay, sounds good. All right, first uh, base. First base. I will go. You know what? He's a little old, but for me, it's gonna be one of the best. Like he's, he is one of the best hitters. I'm gonna go with Miguel Cabrera. Okay, Cabrera. Yeah. Um, so I'm in a tough situation now, being a Braves fan. Ooh, we met Olson there. So Ooh. I really want to pick Freddie Freeman. Oh yeah. But I'm pissed at Freddie right now, <laughs> so I am gonna go Matt Olson. I'm going Matt Olson at first. He's younger. Uh, like it's crazy. Like the past couple of years, I've been like on my soapbox saying, "No, nah, Freddie Freeman, best player." And yeah. he's not even close. Best player, and now it's like I think Matt Olson. He's a little younger. Yeah. His yeah. wars are like a half point better. I will go Olson. All okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, you'll pick your you're, second base. All right, you me pick second base. Yes. Um, shit, uh, I want to go Altuve. No, actually, I'm gonna go Marcus Simeon. Okay. Go oh, a young guy. Yeah, I'm gonna go Simeon. Love that. Yeah. Um, I think I think the Blue Jays are gonna win the pennant this year. Actually, man. I'm right there with you. I think it's going to be the Braves and the Blue Jays. Yep. Rematch of 92. Got to get our revenge. That will be fantastic. That will be electric to watch. Hell yeah. Uh, Second base, man. Oof. Damn. This is your position, so you got to win. You got to win. You got to get it. I mean, like, my favorite player, man, is Jose Altuve. But I feel like, uh, I don't know. You you do remind me about Altuve. Yeah, like, after, after all, like, the Astros controversy oh, and stuff yeah, like he, he gonna went down man from there which is yeah which is weird but you know what i just gonna trust him i'm just gonna 
give me the second base. Jose Altuve. You're going Altuve. Altuve. You do you. I mean, that's your position. You do remind me of Altuve at the play. It's like I like to like think of comparisons and stuff at players. But like uh, with you, I was like I was thinking some somewhat Altuve. Yeah. A little bit. Um, hold on, I'm blanking. Um, it'll come back to he's a shortstop. I can't remember his name. Which like, um, he plays. Uh, Dude, he he's been out the league for a little bit. Okay, but just your your approach to the play, you have a really short swing, yeah, which I love, and I can't think he was. able to come to me later. He was a he he bounced around a lot, but it, but he was always pretty solid. I can't remember his name. All right, um, short go ahead. Stop. Go ahead. Uh, you got short stop. Go ahead. I got short stop. Yeah. Oof. I'm between Borgers, Sander Borgers, or Correa. Oh, I'm going to go with Korea. Okay, I'll, I'll go to the I'll, – I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, you take both. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I was like – it was one or two. It's like, yeah. all right, he's going to pick one, I'm going to take the other right, one. Right, right. Okay. Yep. All right, uh, hot corner. Um, I got to go ahead because I, I, I know who I'm picking, and it's probably not you're going to pick. It's a homer pick for me. I'm taking Austin Riley. Okay. I'm taking Austin Riley. I, dude, I love – Nickname Fit Country. Yep. I fucking love him. <laughs> I think he is great. And I've given He's him. He's really good. Yeah, I've given him, like, so much shit, too, because I was not his biggest fan. His first, yeah. like, couple of years in the league, I'm like, why we why we take him over Josh Donald? Why don't we trade him and go get Chris Bryant? I'm, now I'm like, I have 300 with yeah. 30 bags and yeah. gold yeah. glove potential, so yeah. I'll, take, I'll take him at the high corner. Okay, in the high corner, I have two picks. I have to decide. <laughs> Chapman okay. or Adonado. Where did – Ooh. I would go personally. I would go Arenado. I will go Arenado. Where did Chat? Where's Chapman at? He just got traded, didn't he? Yes, he got traded. And I'm pretty sure. Well, he actually are with the Blue Jays. He got traded for the Blue Jays. Oh, they're winning the AL. They're, bro, like they're, they have, they're winning the American League. They have really good potential. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, is that, who's your MLB team? Yankees. I'm a Yankees fan. <laughs> I was born in New York. You are. I was born in New York. That's, you, yeah, so I say you were in the Jets. Oh well, that was just a gift. Oh, that was just yeah, a gift. Yeah, oh, I was about to say. What, 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 what? I just like the colors. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, if you like the colors, you just come play for Weber then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Both same right there, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> go, come on, come play. We'll, yeah. we'll stick you in somewhere. We'll, we'll find a spot for you in the lineup. Okay. All right. Um, let's just go three outfielders. We'll go back and forth. Okay. Um, all right. Just, I, just, just speak because I know you're going to pick your Ronald Acuna. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm taking I'm <laughs> taking that. No, I'd probably package a trade. I'd, I'd, I'd like try to get a package to trade for him. If you pick, I'm taking Acuna out in center field. Okay, well, I'm going to take my trial because he's I mean, yeah. uh, they're definitely one of the best players yeah. that walk this earth. Um, no, he's different. Yeah. yeah. So, right. I'm going to pick. Do yeah. you want me to pick three or do you want, or do you want to just? Let's just go back and forth. Back so, and I got okay. Acuna, you got Trout. I'm gonna go Harper. Okay. Who's one of my least favorite players in hey. in, in in the game because he's been a Braves killer since he's come in the <laughs> <Always>. league. <laughs> like, like he was with the Nationals and that was cute for a while, and then now he's with the Phillies. I'm like, oh, okay, the Phillies might actually be good this year. Yeah. So I'm actually, yeah. I'm, I'm like that worried. Not like very little. Very, I'm a little worried. I'm very a little worried. Very about, a little I'm very worried. a little worried he looks really well. about. He looks really well in the spring training, so oh, I will be I worried. He's so. my MVP pick. Yeah, he's my MVP pick. For well, for NL. for me, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna go with Aaron Judge. It's a good one. I was thinking maybe Stanton for my Ooh, last. Okay. I was thinking maybe Stanton. Castellanos. Well, no, I don't want Castellanos because he's a he's a freaking liability. With yeah. The yeah. Um, 
It's been, I think I will have to go stand. Yeah, that's that big. I think I need a little bit more pop in the lineup. So yeah, I'm gonna go stand. That'll be my last pick. Ooh, for me, this is gonna be a post statement. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll go ahead and make your pick, and if okay. it's not the guy who I want, I'm gonna trade. I'm gonna trade out stand. Oh, you gonna trade out stand? Yeah. Okay, for me, I will put Josh in the. No, actually, I just gonna leave Josh in the right field. Okay. Um, Mike Trout center field All right. and this is going to be a ball statement but I know that he's a liability but he can hit I'm just going to go with Fernando Tatis Jr. Out in left field? Yep. Okay I'm telling all my guys he, that shit. He played right field he made a couple errors but you know what I just I just like how he hits like he's one of like no, one of yeah. the best hitters. He's so. one of the most fun guys. Yeah, I think I think so. he's I think he's I think Acuna is the most fun player in the MLB, yep. but Tatis is right. I, I love Tatis. Man. Okay, and I'm trading out Stanton for Mookie Betts. Ooh, because <laughs> I'm like, how the hell do we forget about Mookie? Bro? Yeah, bro. I think I'm it's crazy. I think I'll actually put Mookie in center, move out uh, Acuna, Acuna to right, to and right. then Harper in left. Ready to go, man. That's, yeah, a, we're gonna, that's right. a solid one. All right, so we're gonna get our. I'll, I'll go back, listen to it. I'll make a graphic and just I'll show my team, my guys, and your guys, okay. and we'll vote on it. Sounds we'll good. See if, and Whoever wins, wins the conference. Love it. <laughs> no, I don't know if you if you did listen, if you got a chance to listen to like the first episode, but one of my things that I did, I said, well, I'm going to go ahead and start with a little bit of a hot take to get started. Um, so I picked all the champions, or my predicted championships, runner-up and uh, champion in the Sun Conference and softball and all that. And I got the baseball, and it was a pretty obvious pick to pick y'all, so I picked Weber. Okay. Because one, I, I really do think that. I think Weber does have the chance to beat y'all, but he was like, "I'll be real." Those first games one and two, I think we're winnable. Right. I think we were there. It's just, dude, y'all, when y'all flip a switch, it, it pissed me off. Yeah. And like, I really want to root for y'all, but at the same time, it's like oh, these fuckers are so good. Y'all are just so good, man. It's like almost, I ain't gonna say annoying, but it's like y'all are so good. It's like. Dude, it's like Southeastern and everybody else. And I, now, w- once the conference is over, I, I'm all in on y'all to, like, win the, uh, the national, national championship. That's our goal, man. You know, I want to retire from my baseball college level mm-hmm. with a natty. Yeah. So the ring. So what? what is your – what's next for you after uh, hopefully you do get that ring? Yeah. What's your next step in baseball? My man, man, if I'm going to be honest um, – my goal was, still is my first priority to get drafted. That's always been my dream. That's always going to be my goal. But if that doesn't happen, man, um, during my college career, I realized that baseball is not like everything. You know what I mean? For me, from being from Venezuela, um, I thought it was. I thought like I needed to just, you know, get drafted like no matter what. But going here maturing growing up you know living by myself and all the stuff made me realize that hey like there's more than baseball at least like this is a country that gives you a lot of opportunities so if i don't get drafted which is my first goal if i don't get drafted um i love baseball i want to keep you know in the in the world of baseball so if i get opportunity to coach um just give my knowledge to anybody that needs him um, that would be fantastic. Or just, you know, just 
retire from baseball, hang up the cleats, and just you know start working, making some money because my yeah. priority after that is just bring my family here. Yeah, bring my awesome. family here. Just do whatever I can, work anything I can, just to bring my family here. Whenever they're here, I figure it out after that. But my first goal after baseball is just family. I love hearing that, man. I mean, you're you're such a talented player. You're, I mean my MVP right now, not just in the Sun Conference, you're my MVP, MVP pick for the NAIA right Appreciate now. Appreciate that, man. It's, it's close, though. You and Rob are yep. battling. I think yep. I'll just give Rob my Cy Young or whatever. <laughs> we do, by the way, if, if y'all didn't get a chance, uh, Weber International University doubled up Rob's uh, uh, run count. Yeah, I mean, they're both crazy. They were both unearned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. No, I'll take You'll it. take it. Take it. Nah, but dude, it is awesome to hear our family um, – yeah. Uh, oriented how big family is for you luckier yeah. than that and I mean I know it's hard I mean, it was hard for me being away from families right. being right. out in Missouri and I mean I can't even imagine uh, you said your dad's yeah. still in Venezuela my dad's still in Venezuela I haven't seen six years so wow. hopefully you know we can break that that streak this yeah. year yeah I mean yeah I mean you it, it, it's incredible to yeah. hear and it shows you don't ever really know what's happening you're having a hell of a year yep. I mean it's it's just amazing to hear what you have going on behind the scenes and i really appreciate you coming on and talking with me about it and uh i'm sure the listeners appreciate it too um that's real actually i I actually have one more thing i want to talk to you about so you're you've had a good college career you were a career around 280 300 but this year you've really flipped that switch now you're batting I think around 460. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't see oh, like what, what? I, I want the guys that if I see my stats, <laughs> then I'm gonna start. Going okay, downhill. all right. Well, never mind. Never mind. Never <laughs> mind. Never no, mind. No, no, like, okay, we can talk about it. Yeah, I just want to talk about what what did you change this off season to make this next step? Okay, my man. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. And I probably a lot of listeners out there are gonna relate to this. Um, whenever you start pressing yourself, um, a lot of people have high expectation from you, right? Then you start pressing yourself and then you start trying to do too much, trying to be that perfect player, that, that expectation that everybody, you know. But um, for me, man, this year I was like, you know what? I just wanna go there. I'm gonna have fun. I'm gonna have fun. This is my last year. I'm gonna enjoy it. If I miss, I'm gonna have short-term memory. I'm just gonna flush and go. You know, it doesn't matter. I have an extra bat. I have another bat. I have a hundred yeah. more bats. So for me, what's that, man? Just have fun if you miss, so what? You know, so what? It doesn't matter. You have an opportunity because that's the beauty of this sport. The beauty of this sport is that baseball is going to give you a second chance no matter what. Yeah. I mean, right. you look at, at the Weber game. You started off 0 for 4. Right. And so then top I, of the ninth. And my mentality was in the whole game, I have an opportunity. I'm yeah. not going to get a hit. I'm not going to get a hit. Because if you have that confidence, uh, if you, like, believe in yourself, no matter how bad you're struggling, man, like, Baseball, I don't know, bro. Like, the baseball's going to give you what you put in there. You know what I mean? So, like, if you have fun. Um, can't cheat the game. Can't cheat the game, man. Can't yeah. cheat the game. So, for me, was in that game, like, you know, specifically talking about that game, I was 0 for 4. I was like, wow, 0 for 4? Not a good day. You know what I mean? Like, everybody have bad days. But on my head, I was like, if I get another bad, I'm just going to make the most of it. I'm just going to make the most of it. just going to have fun, try to put the barrel, and see where the ball goes, and just put the ball in play. Um, you see um you so know, it, it wasn't more of a actual like physical change you changed your mindset my mindset bro. because at the end of the day bro oh what i've been taught is uh baseball is 
at least for me, is 85% mental, 10% luck, and 5% effort. Because at the end of the day, if you if you have fun and you put like you know, while you're having fun and you have a really good mindset, then the effort's gonna come because you're gonna actually wanna be the best player, right, on the baseball field. But like for to be the best baseball player, you gotta you gotta act like a baseball player, uh, uh, the best baseball player. You gotta have fun, laugh. If you do something bad, so what? Next next chance, next round ball, next at bat, next pitch. Doesn't matter, man. So that's what my mindset like. I changed a lot because in the past two years I've been pressing myself so much because I really had a really good career at Wabash. So I came to the USA thinking that okay, you know what I mean. I'm Brian Fuentes, whatever, and they expect me to do exactly what I did at junior college level in a D1 level. And I just started pressing myself, and it didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't went my way. And this year, it's like my last year, man. Whatever happened, happened. Just gonna have fun. Have fun. Have fun, man. I mean, y'all. I think y'all are having fun. Yeah. So man. that's actually like the mentality that we have, like that we all have. And I brought that to a lot of people here because you know, like everybody struggle. So when I see one of my guys struggling, I say, "Hey, it's okay. Have fun, man. Gotcha. Smile. It's not the end of the world. You know what I mean?" Yeah. It's a smile. Baseball is fun. You love baseball. This is what we do. This is the sport that has given us a lot of stuff throughout our lives. So why not just give it back? Just have fun, man. Yeah. I- I can tell y'all were a fun team. was in game two. I think, uh, was it Abdiel? Yes. Abdiel hit that home run, and then y'all just all come out and do the selfie. I'm like, geez, that looks fun. <laughs> we're doing that right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> And sometimes our coach say, like, hey, stay on us. But, like, we don't do that kind of stuff to, like, embarrass the other team or something nah, like that. You know no, what I mean? Like, uh, we do all that stuff to just have fun, you know, to yeah. have fun because, like, that's our way for us to, like, to have fun. Like, we have, like, around, I don't know, like, almost half of the, the, half of the team is, is, is Latino. So we play that game, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. our game is just to have fun, um, pimp homers if, if we need to, whatever. Like, that, that, that's good. Like, that's competition, you know what I mean? If, yeah. if a guy strike me out and they, he pink my strikeout, I just gotta take my hat off and say, hey, it's, it's okay. I'll get yeah. you next at bat. You know what I mean? Have y'all played Georgia Gwinnett this year? No, we have not. Dude, y'all, I guess y'all won't play, man. We're in conference play. They, so, y'all were on the right side of that line where y'all were having fun. GGC was, the opposite side of that line and a little bit of that was my fault so here's what I did it was during spring break so I was doing spring break activities um, okay little you know <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the week we were playing Georgia Gwinnett defending national champion super hyped for the series um, we were off to an amazing start of the year they were off to an amazing start of the year I sent out a tweet it says I like Weber to take two or three from GGC this weekend. Well, NAIA ball retweets that. All the George Gwinnett players see it. They don't talk shit on Twitter. They just like it, like it, like it, like it. Then they start talking shit to our players. They loved it. Our guys, our coach was pissed. Yeah. I, I, he was a little mad at me about it. Um, he's, we're cool now. I, lo- I love Colin, Colin Martin. I'm going to him, talk to you about him uh, here in a second. Yeah. But um, that, every, every out. Their pitchers were just, what, what, every hit, what, what, and we we outplayed. We were up six two heading into the eighth and game one, blew it. They lost the nation, and we won game two. And what was the best pitching performance I've seen from a college pitcher? Period. Dylan Martin, our left-handed, yeah. uh, started game two. One Abdiel sent like four hundred eighty-three feet into the lake, <laughs> but um, it, it, he went 
Complete game, shutout, 12 strikeouts, four hits, 150 pitches. Wow. 150 wow. pitches. That's it, crazy. It, we, won, we won the game one to nothing, but no, nah, I mean, Gigi, that, that's, that's been my favorite series to call it really? the this year. And I was like coming off a week of spring break, so I'm like sunburnt, little, little hungover. But, yeah. um, but, <laughs> but actually, um, the, first, the next time I got a chance to talk to uh, Coach Martin about about the whole tweet situation, time and you know, he was fine about it. He didn't care. Because see, what happened was they thought that I was a baseball player that tweeted oh, out, okay. even though my Twitter profile is literally me with the football. So it's like that's kind of on y'all. Right. But I go I go straight up to him. It's right before the Ave series. I say, "What's up, Coach?" And he says, "Hey, Reagan, how you doing?" I'm like, "Good, man." Um, look, I just want to let you know I just. Uh, just tweeted out like Weber to sweep Ave this weekend, and he looks dead at me for a second. I'm like, oh, he's about to rip it. Then he's bust out laughing. It was it was hilarious. But actually, um, I found out something about Coach. Found out his his dad was is Charlie Manuel. He that's the manager for the Phillies. Oh, when shit. they won the World Series years ago, back when they have Ryan yeah, Howard, yeah, Ryan Howard, yeah, 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 uh, well, Utley. Roy Holiday, That's God awesome, rest his man. soul. Yeah, I think Holiday. So like, obviously, I don't really like a lot of Phillies, but I think Holiday is one of my favorite yeah. like non-Braves. Great, great guy, bro. He was tragic. I mean, just so yeah, tragic. yeah, hundred percent, man. Yeah, him uh, in that plane crash a few years yeah. ago. Yeah, but um. Yeah, kind of a sad way to end it. But that's about all, all I got for you. If you got anything you want to say, ask me or whatever, bro. No, but man, not, I mean, no, good, thank man. you for having me here, man. I had I a really great time. You. Beautiful weather here to, yeah. uh, to do a podcast. Hell yeah. Outside, actually, outside. This is my first podcast, so you actually took my yeah. virginity. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> well, this is my first outdoor podcast. This is my, okay, this is my first time there fucking outdoors or whatever. <laughs> it's our first time for everything, right? Yeah, hell yeah. No, but, no this was um, awesome. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. This is a great 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 interview man thank you my man appreciate you um thank you for coming all this way um oh yeah for um, sure me here but yeah, yeah um right. uh, and so that, that's gonna wrap it up this episode of suncast um i don't know about y'all i really enjoyed how this episode went a lot more than the other episodes i'm not just barking out stats that's because with, you have me here yeah no great we had a great interview <laughs> with mr fuentes um i also had the interview with dj and jose gonzalez and that's where I wanted to go, and I have a lot more interviews lined up. We have softball, softball, beach volleyball players lined up, and obviously a lot more baseball players, including guys from up north in USCB and Thomas University. So we're getting a little bit of diversity here, and not just uh, in the Sun Conferences, obviously Florida-based, but we get some guys up north, and we talk to them and whatnot. Uh, y'all DM me on Instagram. Let me know. Um, if you, if you want to be on the podcast, you have anybody you think would be good at having podcast, please send them my way. We're just going to keep pumping these interviews out. Um, if y'all do want me talking stats, I mean, just let me know. Personally, I like this a lot better. I mean, nobody needs to know that, that Brian went 0 for 4 from the plate. The first eight innings, I forgot what happened in the ninth. Uh. Yeah, but, but whatever. Yeah, but uh, that's going to do it. Do it for me. Brian, really appreciate hey, you, man. Thank you, man. Good. Best of luck to you. Yes, sir. Um, keep killing it, man. Yep, you too. All right, that'll do it. Uh, you keep killing until you play Weber in the conference tournament. Yeah, right. Then, then go over for four <laughs> yeah, for real. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. I will see y'all on Friday.